good friends celebrate Barbenheimer. We are not those good friends. We have seen Barbie. Neither of us have seen Oppenheimer, but we have both seen Barbie. But we're going to do a review of both of the movies. We are? I don't know. I, I, How I, are we going to review Oppenheimer? Everybody's doing their Barbenheimer reviews. So like, we'll just stick we'll talk to about the Barbie. trailer. Well, can we talk about the trailer and like what we know about it? Like, I've heard a lot of reactions about it. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're definitely going to do an in-depth review of Barbie. Because we both Personally, saw it Personally, I'm separately. not even sure if I'm ready to see Oppenheimer in the theater, which I know is kind of a sin. But, like, it's three hours long and you can't pause it. See, How am I supposed to? Like, I'm going to miss part of the movie going it. to the bathroom. <laughs> no. no like, you, just, you bring snacks in. You got to bring your own food. Maybe, like, take an intermission. Like, take a breather when they're, like, blowing stuff up. I just from don't, what I like, hear. I know there's actually an app that allows, like, tells you when the right time to go pee is. Really? What yeah. is that? I've never heard of that. It's called, like, go pee or something or something like that. I don't In the know. movies? Yeah, like, and it's, like, it when? has every movie. It's been around for, like, 10 years. And it's, it's like, it, it's supposed to literally, it gives you, like, a, like, oh, your phone will vibrate and it gives you, like, a five-second warning to, like, when you're supposed to leave. And then it'll give you a warning of when you're supposed to come back. That is that cool? modern science. Like, modern-day invention. Cure for cancer. Screw that. I want to know when to pee during a movie. It's the modern or day. Or popcorn break. Like for me, I'd be like popcorn break. The, the modern man. Of course. And woman. And woman. Because we're talking about Barbie here. We're talking about Barbie as well. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, here's the thing though. is like you're wearing your frenemy shirt, which I think I is am. so funny because that's literally the Barbenheimer of the it podcasting is. world. I actually wore this to go see Barbie. Did you? Because well, this is like the only thing in pink that I own and it's like half black. So it's it's obviously Barbenheimer. Yeah, it is. I've seen some really funny shirts. I actually have one. I didn't wear it today because my boyfriend was wearing it. He wore it to the movies last night and then he's still wearing it now. And it says, I survived the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature. I was going to buy one on Amazon, but like it wouldn't get here in time for the podcast. So I was like, I'll just rep the Frenemies merch. I yeah. paid enough money for it. And, you That's know, fair. Rest gotta, in peace with peace and it, love. Get it out of your system. You know what else good friends do? What? Well, we're not those good friends because we didn't go see Barbie together. But no, we're we talking didn't. about it. I went it, with which my is, other friends. Which is, yeah. And you went with your other friends. I did. Yeah. That neither of us know. No. <laughs> uh, I know very little about your life and you know very little about my life. But we know about each other is the funny thing. Yeah. I just don't know where you live or, or with who. That's not even true. Who, where, where do I live? I don't know. I don't know where you live. You don't know where I live anymore? I know where, like, the area. The, I don't, I've never been to any of your apartments. I haven't been to this apartment. I haven't, I've, I've, I haven't visited your kittens yet. This is true. It's really funny. We've been friends since the third live. grade, and yet we're like the most like at We hang life. out socially sometimes, but like yeah. since we started doing this podcast, this is like how we hang out. Yeah. Like, so like we get I mean, all like of before our energy the, out. Yeah. Before this, so like we hung out, like we and did. we did stuff, and and you know, but like We'd, well, we would like play cards because we were like fifteen, <laughs> and that was it. But but this is this is our friendship now. But you know what else? Good friends do. They bring each other toilet paper when the other person is out. Oh my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. So the last time I was here, yeah, last week I was here, I was like, Hey, I need to use your bathroom. Is it okay? And he's like, yeah, of course, of course. So I go into his bathroom and I sit down. Of course I don't check because I'm assuming (laughs) that this man is civilized. I usually do. That was like a bad moment. You are really good. You do. You usually do. And you're really good about it. But in that moment there was no toilet paper. So I was like, Spencer, there's no toilet paper in here. Please help me. And I jumped up and I took action. You did. You I took did. action. You were I got very you swift. a whole new, like a big pack. But then that wasn't good enough. I couldn't leave it by the door. You're like, unwrap it and throw I'm not in gonna a roll. Wa- like wiggle, shift, walk over and like. So I threw in a roll and you're like, I was like, did it get far enough? And you're like, it'll do. <laughs> I still had to like reach for it pretty yeah. far but it was okay it was, i was grateful to have it, it was a, it was that was a uh that was a what's that called a, a trial of our friendship it was it absolutely it was and you passed so there we go welcome back to our mojo dojo casa house <laughs> i'm spencer you don't have to say mojo dojo and casa mojo dojo casa house 
It is the Mojo Dojo Casa House. Okay. Barbie Land or Mojo Dojo Casa House? Barbie Land. I much prefer Barbie Land. I want to have girls night every night. Anyways, I'm Lexi. Welcome back to the Rumble Mill. <laughs> I like interrupted our introductions no, there. No, this is Side the Rumble Mill. Getting into the review. Your Gen Z guide to pop culture. Let's get into the review. Because as the resident expert, the resident Barbie expert here, not only because I am a woman, but because I own about 90... Really, Lexi? Is that like something you put on your resume? It is. Woman. I, it is, actually. Is I it? say I'm an expert in Barbie because I am woman. Mm. And so I have like 90% of the movies. I've You've owned plenty seen of dolls. all the movies. That's like your, that's like your like weird little thing is like you're so into Barbie. I love Barbie. Like the Barbie I watch movies. it in my, when I'm like stressed. I watch it when I'm sad. I it's watch it when I'm happy. So this movie meant comfort. a lot to you. This and it was Margot Robbie. And it's Margot Robbie who I've literally been in love with forever. So She's I saw incredible. the movie. I actually saw the movie opening weekend. I know. And you just I was saw working. it last night. I know. I was working. So I couldn't see it and I was devastated. And you sold out of all like the merch and all the Before I was, I went on vacation a couple like a month ago it went out that fast and it sold before out that fast. it had even released we had before i even got back from my trip we were out of all of the merch whoa yeah so i didn't get any of it whoever penned barbenheimer genius marketing because i would i honestly like when i i've had to watch the oppenheimer trailer a couple times have you you've seen the trailer yeah of course i have so I we know what it's about theater. it's yeah. it's um I, I don't even know who the act it's from christopher nolan but like who's the actor cillian murphy cillian murphy who i've never even heard of what never he's from peaky blinders really he yeah. just looks really creepy like like a lizard man i love like, cillian murphy i think he's quite handsome um so it's about the creator of the atomic bomb during world war ii they have to move out in the desert well, it's about his life specifically but like creating the atomic bomb right yes but it's also about his life like what? Like they have Oppenheimer's to... life. Like how he grows oh. up, like what his inspirations are, how he gets to that point. And then yes, the highlight of the movie is the creation of the atomic Which bomb. Which they, they all move the out to the, the desert. They have to they have to Manhattan Project, they have to build the town and all the families move out there to test the atomic bombs. But did you hear I don't know if you heard this, but like they tried to use as little CGI. Oh yeah, I don't think they use hardly any CGI at all. How do you make those crazy atomic did they use real they atomic did bombs? real explosions not real atomic bombs i'm God. like but they did do real explosions and they did like specific camera angling things to make it seem bigger with like special like things that they blew up like different things that they were exploding to make the explosions look bigger more dramatic like more intense stuff like that or specific lenses on the camera to make it look more intensified in color which is like insane because most yeah. all of that generally would probably be cgi yeah so you i wonder how much money they spent on explosives like, right. how do you do it safely so that we can Maybe avoid it? Maybe that's why that train went missing. Oh, it's not. Don't. My, <laughs> oh my God, the train that that the train yeah. months ago that caused the wildfires in Canada. We talked about that conspiracy theory. Yeah. Whoa! It went to the Oppenheimer set. <laughs> oh my God! We just we just solved it. I think we can be done now. We can put it down our microphones. We like done. we've said, we did. Said it. What we need to say that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I, I've heard a lot of things about Oppenheimer, but I, that was one of the biggies. It's like they they did most of it without CGI, which I find really impressive on yeah. the the team's part. Um, it's unfortunate that unlike Barbie, they Barbie got to do a lot of their premieres before the SAG strike, and Oppenheimer like it just premiered in London, and like then the SAG strike happened. Um, but I, I honestly, with Oppenheimer, it looked really cool from the trailers and all the previews. But I don't know if I would have been that interested in seeing Oppenheimer. Without, if it hadn't been paired with Barbie. I'm just saying. And I, yeah. I, I think a lot of people like our age probably would agree with that. I think this would have been more a movie for like middle-aged up boomers. No people offense. Who, like, people who grew up around that era and like remember it and experienced it. Or like, are interested in history. To, yeah. Nerds. Because it, to us, it's a little more 
distant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's still it's, an important story to tell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's not as like we didn't it's grow up in that era. Yeah. I mean? like, Barbie is something that we grew up with as nostalgic for us that like is part of our childhoods. Barben, like Barbenheimer. <laughs> Oppenheimer, like while that name may not necessarily be familiar, like the events and the impact that World War II had is much more yeah. resonating for people of an older generation. Yeah. And, and, and back to Barbenheimer, like marketing overall, because I graduated. I have a degree in business, so I know a little thing or two about marketing. Oh, my God. Um, I think it's really ingenious, and I think that this is like almost like a once-in-a-lifetime thing for Hollywood is to have free marketing on social media. Like, Barbenheimer's free marketing. Yeah. It's a trend. It's a it's a, it's it's a a trend, right? Like, what else would you call it? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's an online phenomenon. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's you want it, to, it's the trend is to go see both movies in the same day. And so I think that because of this whole Barbenheimer trend and the merch that people are making and everybody going to see both the movies in the same day and wearing black and pink, you know, and, and jumping on the bandwagon, it's getting Oppenheimer a lot more attention. Not to say that it wouldn't have gotten without it, because I think it would have been those movies that, like, it would have made a bunch of money. It'll probably be up for Oscars, whereas I think Barbie could probably win an Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. Unexpectedly. But, like, Oppenheimer would have been, like, maybe more of a first choice of, like, oh, obviously that'll be nominated for an Oscar, for special effects at least. Um, But I think that it's giving Oppenheimer a little bit more life than it would have. I would agree, yeah. I think it's definitely boosting, because Christopher Nolan is very famous. He's a very successful director. And Emily Blunt is in it. Great cast, just like Barbie. It's an incredible cast. Yeah. but I think that, yes, I agree with you. Like, while this movie does stand on its own and doesn't need 100%. Barbie to be successful, I think Barbie's that Barbie definitely push. has pushed it into, 100%. into perfection. And I think there's two things you could do from here. Like, the studios could jump on the Barbenheimer trend, and they could start licensing and making merch out of it. Mm-hmm. And they could start advertising it, like like creating the Barbie and the Oppenheimer posters together and, like, marketing it that way. Or... Which I think would be smart on their end because it's free marketing already. It's already out there. So like hop on it and and blow it up, right? Um, Or they probably maybe don't want to do that because they want to make Oppenheimer and Barbie stand alone. And it's like we'll have them connect in this universe. But like we don't want them to always be remembered like together. Mm. Um, Or if they did that, a consequence I would say would be like if the studios and, and and the businesses aspect jumped on it, it could ruin the trend. Like people yeah. online would be like, Ugh, you ruined it. Well, it's it. kind of late now. I feel yeah. Because like, now the movie's already aired. It's already, we're already a week into it being out. Like at this point, if they, like I could, it, it could work if they were to do that. They and should it would have be jumped fun. on it if they were going to. But they should have done it already. Yeah. But you know what? Even, they, they didn't even have to though. It it, it, it like, did for itself. They wrote on their coattail, on the coattails of the trend. And it was great. And Oppenheimer came in under in the box office. I it think did. it made, Barbie did more. Did it make 80 million and Barbie made 100 or something? I think like 130 million for yeah. Barbie and like 86 and a half for yeah. Oppenheimer. And Barbie's like almost up to 500 million at the global box office. Like a Crazy. week after. Like it deserves it. It deserves yeah, it. Absolutely. It does. Uh, I went opening weekend, full theater. I could yeah. barely get tickets. It was sold out like every every time, every showing. It was it was almost sold out, and I'm surprised I actually got tickets that soon after it was released. Um, out of ten, before we get into our reviews, like let's do this opposite because usually we give our reviews of movies or, or reactions or whatever, and we do a rating out of ten. Mm-hmm. Let's start with our rating. I want to hear your rating first. A nine point five out of ten. I would do the same. The point five was removed because at the very end, who was it? America Ferreira. She played, was it Grace? The adult woman that goes back to help say Barbie. Just the feminist speech she gave. Like it was emotional. It was, but like it just went on a little long and like it was a little slapsticky. It was a little cheesy. 
It was a little cheesy. You're like grabbing your necklace, like ready to fight me. Like cheesy. hold my earrings. It was a little cheesy. Okay, it was just a little like it went on a little long. And it was like, okay, we get it. Like, you know. But like, why? I here's where I disagree with you on that. You're like so offended. And no, it was I'm a not. great movie I, and like great I just, messages this and is gra- this, like it just reminds me that you're a man. But see, <laughs> see, this is why all the conservative people on the internet are mad at this movie. It's because it's like it's anti-man. But like, it's not these though. Are dolls. It's literally like, not like, man. Are, and we're it's on the opposite ends anyway. of the political it, spectrum the, anyway. And I disagree. Yeah. If 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 you're a, a man or a Ken doll and you go out in the world and discover patriarchy, yeah, like that's hel- that's a that's hilarious, hilarious concept. And like also like which is what Ken did. And yeah, then he turned and he into was the like, kingdom. I love my not to spoil it, but my favorite line. Oh, this from is the full whole of spoilers, movie. by the it's way. It's gonna be full of spoilers. But my favorite line from Ken this whole time was, and honestly, when I learned the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest. <laughs> like that was so funny. It was and then he's talking to all the other Kens. And he's like, yeah, mm. and the horses are men we have extenders. to run things. Yeah. Horses are men extenders. I was like, that's fucking gold. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, I, I personally was not offended. I no. didn't think it was that. I, I just thought at the end it got a little slapstick. Like, it got a little cheesy. It went a little overboard with them. Like, you didn't have to say all of it. You, you it was The movie was saying it without saying it, and then you actually had to say it, and it just went on a little too long. It I was think too it obvious. Was, I know. I liked that, though, because I think it, like, it gave words to something that women around the world have been feeling for forever go on my experience as a man maybe i want to live in the kingdom and ride horses all day long and and i want to be served a brewski beer by the president <laughs> by the female president i want a brewski beer this is so much more fun she thought so <laughs> well, as brainwashed as they were um yeah no i honestly like you thought I, it was it was it, it was, was great yeah. i enjoyed it it was funny the, yeah. it was a Good great writing. commentary the yeah. writing was great like it was a f- it was fun to like see all the ways that like the crossovers between like having played with dolls growing up and then like how they reflected that in the movie was really oh cool. it's like that they're living in Barbie land but they're themselves are dictated by the people that are playing with them in the real world yeah stuff so, like, like that was really like it was really, really unique like the detailed, way she brushes yeah. her teeth the way she brushes her hair she doesn't water, really eat she doesn't, she doesn't drink. go downstairs like she floats down with her little dress it was super cute like in one scene she has her ponytail and the next scene her hair is down like it didn't really matter yeah, her because, shower like, doesn't really have water yeah it was hilarious and I don't know I just thought. Like the whole journey of like Barbie going from Barbie to being more human was really beautiful. And I just like it was very moving and impactful. It and really I think was important. more emotional and a, a different movie than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. What was your rating out of 10 though? I told nine, you mine. Nine and a half, 9.5. What was your 0.5 minus for? I, my 1.5 minus is that I feel like there was a few things in this movie that I feel it like could have made it more I think it could have been more timeless if that makes sense Mm. because Barbie what makes Barbie so good is that it is timeless like you can watch Barbie at any point in time in any point like this you don't think is as timeless as a cartoon Barbie movie like from the 90s that you could watch really how I like name dropping Margot Robbie, like yes, what do you it mean? was they funny. They name dropped Margot Robbie. Yeah, when they were doing, did I miss scene, that? They were doing the scene of her crying, and they were like casting edit, casting oh. note to the director. Don't cast Margot Margot Robbie for a, a fourth role wall. Scene, for they a broke scene the like this. Wall. Where they broke the fourth wall, which like I did. Very I laugh relevant out loud? and hilarious and and uncommon now, but like in twenty years. Well, you're not gonna have kids. When my kids go to watch this movie, and they don't, if they don't know Margot Robbie's playing Barbie. It's gonna be like, well, who's Margot Robbie? I appreciate okay. this. Okay, so like, okay. I appreciated the self awareness, and like, I did laugh out loud at that part of like the self awareness of yeah, like we're doing a scene of like how this woman is coming to terms with the fact that she's not perfect, but she's Margot Robbie. But at the same time, I feel like 
even a woman as perfect as Margot Robbie can still be insecure and experience the insecurities and feeling like she's not good enough or not up to snuff or whatever what I mean. And I feel that like... That was beautiful. <laughs> you're horrible. I can't say anything. No, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I agree. No, but like you see what I'm saying, yeah. right? Of like, yeah. I feel like it kind of like broke the moment a little uh-huh. bit for me. And okay. like while it was funny, like at what cost like i don't care about the actual joke like, the actual what joke was funny, cost but... greta gerwig at what cost, what cost? damn it <laughs> it was i thought it was a really great movie i especially enjoyed like in the beginning when they were in barbie land and there was nothing wrong and like to actually see like their daily lives and and then to meet ryan gosling as just beach ken I and know. then like we met like all the like the different lawyers and the doctors and president barbie and like what barbie does in her everyday life like that was cool to see more of that because like like live action movies about toys that's kind of the beginning like barbie's the first and now they're going to do a polly pocket movie they're going to do a horror movie about eight ball like mattel wants to start making their own cinematic universe around their toys also i thought it was weird that like mattel as a corporation was the was the villain i thought that was kind of like funny but also weird at the same time well i think it was like saturday night live like they were making fun of themselves like who else is going to be the villain if barbie and ken go to the real world to discover like you know because in barbie land like for for context they think that because all the women are in charge they've like freed the world of like patriarchy or or, like women being held down and so when barbie and ken or barbie specifically finds out that's not true she wants to go to the real world to find whoever's playing with her because she starts kind of falling apart and her world starts falling down so she goes to the real world ken tags along with her he sneaks along with her and they find out that the world isn't like barbie land and so mattel is like we got to get you guys back to barbie land you're out on the loose we can't have this Will Ferrell's the Mattel executive. He hunts them down. Um, Which was funny. I'm hilarious. Like, it was hilarious. Yeah. I just like... Why did they make themselves the villain of the movie? Which like I don't have a problem with the self-aware poking fun was definitely funny. And at the same time, it's like... It kind of was like, damn, Barbie really is run by men. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, like the I whole round like, table. Yeah. damn. Like, that the whole corporation. Like, and they're like, bring up the box. I thought it was box. funny when he was like... It was when he was like, I am in this for little girls' dreams in the least <laughs> creepy way possible. Uh, so Barbie gets in her little car and she's like, you know, waving goodbye to what's the what's the poster of like, good luck on your journey to the real world to fight cellulite or something. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Kate McKinnon's like, you don't want cellulite. You don't want flat feet. Of course. You know, you want to stay Barbie. Yeah. Because Margot Robbie pill. is stereotypical Barbie. So she's yes. like the, the stereotypical perfect beauty standard. And then she gets in her little car. She zooms away. And Ken shows up. Because he, he snuck into the back seat. Because Barbie goes, oh, I just wish I had someone to go with me. And then Ken goes, this is my time. I'm going to be a hero. He's a hero. And he brought his rollerblades. So he was ready. Did they go to Mattel first? Or no, Barbie wanted to go find her owner. Yeah, she wanted to find the girl who played Who's with her. Who's playing with her. And then she finds her at the high school. And they make her cry. They made her cry because they, they called her a fascist. Which I thought was like... Who was, was Barbie like, a fascist? I was like, okay. Barbie? And then she's I was like, like, I don't know why... That was a little far too- for me. I was like, damn. I was like, this is like really Twitter right now. Like... <laughs> Just throwing like, insults throwing the insult just like widely just like literally calling barbie a fascist because she looks beautiful yeah like, for what on. no but we missed i i we glossed over the part where like they get to the beach and they're like they're rollerblading through all the normal people and they're like everybody loves us and then barbie looks up at the billboard like of the beauty pageant she's like look it's the supreme court <laughs> it was so funny I <laughs> or the construction great. workers she's like by the way we have plastic under here yeah so so don't cat call it's like don't. good for barbie Good, for, Good Barbie. for Barbie. And then she punched that guy in the face. So after she finds her child and the they child insults her, her, then she is taken Ken by Mattel. Patriarchy in Ken the high discovers patriarchy. Yeah. So she Canon sits down. Well, hang on. So Barbie sits down on a bench and she feels 
Ever. Oh wait, no, that's before. So while before she finds the girl, how she finds the girl is she's like sitting on the bench, she's feeling all the human emotions and all the memories, and that's how she knows what girl. Which was really for, cool to which see. Which is beautiful. Yeah. That was really beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and Ken decides to go off and discover patriarchy. <laughs> Not like decides to, but he decides to go and off. And then the woman the came world, and asked him for the time, and he felt very important. He felt very important. It's just really funny because Hilarious. like when uh, the other Ken, Simu Luz, Ken was there, he was like, she asked you for the time? <laughs> it was so funny. That was like a much later scene. We're scrambling this. No, but, but I, it's funny because America Ferreira's character works at Mattel and then that ends up being her daughter is the one that is is Barbie's uh, owner. And then like she saves Barbie from Mattel chasing her. And then they, Barbie and Ken go, or actually Ken goes back to Barbie land before Barbie. Barbie takes America for, I think her name is Grace. Yeah. And I one of them, the other daughter's one. I was just, I was focused on Margot Robbie. And then they take it back to Barbie land. They find out it's the Ken dumb and they have to outsmart the Kens. They have to de-brainwash the Barbies that are like, have turned into domestic I thought it was Barbies. funny that their method of like breaking the men down, the Kens down was to simply go to another Ken. Oh, right. And like they, they, the whole scheme of like making them jealous of each other and turn them against each other was hilarious. That was so funny. And I they took back great. Barbie land. Yeah. But see, my one thing at the end, maybe my, my point minus five, whatever for my out of 10 review was at the very end, like can't Barbie and Ken just be together? No. Like because, in Toy Story, they end no, up together. Like because it, like, the whole point of Barbie is like... They never Ken kissed. Is, they never got together. No, like Ken is an accessory. That was like the whole reason why Ken was created. Ken is not an accessory. And he's not an accessory anymore. He is his own person who's Did allowed you, to grow up and be his own things. needs to discover himself. He but can. that me doesn't mean that he has to find his identity in Barbie anymore. He's not supposed to. That's he the is whole Kenuff. point. He is Kenuff. Did you see that they're buying... They're yeah, they're, I bought one. Of that. I, bought the, I bought the I am Kenuff sweatshirt. <laughs> 70 bucks. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Was worth it worth it it was though. worth every single penny and he is Knuff and he's he going to discover Knuff. who he is and then Barbie goes to the real world to become a human because she meets the god that like who's the, what's the montage person? at the end was just beautiful oh of like the, the real woman oh, throughout history Rita who um, her, her name's Rita right no the um Han, the woman who created Barbie Handler yeah. Ruth Handler Ruth <laughs> Rita. why did I say Rita I'm so sorry which who is who's the evil adoptive mom from Matilda who's like I know who you are um, and they she talks to the creator of Barbie which actually the creator of Barbie's daughter came out recently and was like by the way my mom did not create Barbie my dad did and my mom only started saying she did after he died so like there's some like beef all of a sudden in, in the handler family in the, in the Barbie Empire family uh, but it was it was actually really emotional I thought really in depth when she was talking to the creator of Barbie of like I want to become human do I need your permission and like you saw Barbie like go from being just plastic to actually being a real person with real emotions and whatever yeah and then she goes to the real world and what did she do? What did she, she went do? to the gynecologist. <laughs> she got to experience having a vagina, which I thought was I thought really that was fun. hilarious. Like, hilarious. So like, of funny. course, that's what Barbie would do. She'd go to the gynecologist when she gets the real world. Yeah, that was she hilarious. She doesn't know anything about those bits. She's never had them before. So she's got to figure hilarious. it out. Um, I think the, my favorite scene in the movie probably was when Margot went to go visit Weird Barbie. But at the same time, of course, different scenes when they were in the real world. But I loved, I didn't know all of them could dance. Like know, when the they were doing the dance so scene, good. and you're gonna hate me for saying this. There you go. Thank you're you. gonna hate me for saying this. I I did let out a little bit of a gasp, laugh moment when I saw Barbie getting down in the gold wheelchair. Yeah, that was sick. She slayed. Although my boyfriend, who is in a wheelchair, he goes, "If she doesn't do a wheelie, I'm gonna be pissed." <laughs> and she did not do a wheelie, so and, he oh, was a little disappointed in that. But that's okay. Can we talk about? When they were, I think it was when they were in the hospital and Barbie was like in, when she was getting, or no, it was when Ken was like, he hit the wave when he went to go surfing and show off for Barbie. Like he hit the plastic wave and like bounced back. That was so funny. And he had to be taken to the hospital or they had the, the portable ambulance. 
the nurse Barbie with the prosthetic arm. I didn't notice that. She had a prosthetic arm. And That's like, sick. I no love that. hate or like I'm not making fun of any sort of I feel like you're about to say something that's going to I'm just around. saying like Barbie's already made of plastic and she has prosthetic arms. They have so prosthetic like, arm Barbie though, I'm pretty sure. Do they? Yeah. it's Barbie is for everyone. Yes. I'm just saying like if you're a little kid and you're walking down the aisle, are you going to pick prosthetic leg Barbie Maybe or, or have... regular Barbie? Maybe if you have a prosthetic leg, Spencer. Just for politically correct virtue. Like, just in moments, it was it was obvious that, like, Greta Gerwig, like, that was her attempt. I don't want to say to be woke. Because, like, I don't feel like the movie was political. And I think people are over-politicizing it and trying to make it, like, a message. This is about Barbies. But I think that it was a little, like, politically, like, virtue signaling to politically correct to, like, include... I don't want to say like include all of like the then the prosthetic arm it? Barbies. Why is it virtue signaling to include people who are missing limbs? Because it's like they didn't really include them in the story. They just put them in there as like background like like mannequins to be like, well, we've been included. Like she's like, well, I included all the Barbies. And it's like you just have a wheelchair Barbie like breaking it down like on the dance floor. And it's like they just use them as but like all- props. It just felt like a little like obviously she had to throw that in there because Barbie's just not skinny and wears high heels. And like, yes, she is. Well, not always. Like, there's so many other Barbies. Would you buy a fat Barbie? Yeah. I don't think any child out there would walk down the aisle and be like, I'm going to pass Margot Robbie's Barbie for fat Barbie. What's wrong with There's nothing Barbie? wrong with that. I'm just saying that it's, like, overly you're, you're politically correct. that it's inferior. You're not going to see representation of everything everywhere that reflects for you. Because, like, there's going to be content and music and movies and video games full of different kinds of people. And when you're talking about Barbie, who historically is, like, the stereotypical tall, high-heeled, skinny woman, why can't you just let Barbie be Barbie? Why do you have to, like, make it into a million different things to not offend different people? It's not about it. Not It's not about making it so it doesn't offend people. It's about... Well, yeah, it's people who were offended that Barbie, like, after so many years, like, why does Barbie still have her Bar- high heels? You could... A real woman could never walk with that arch and it's like we're not talking about a real woman we're talking about barbie no, and, and so then they came out with the inclusive barbies yeah but i think that when it there is an ability to represent something in a in a respectful way you should do it and i think that's what they did here i could agree with that i just think it was like i'm just funny. not really sure what your point i just was thought there, it was funny that like like you just threw, <laughs> you just threw prosthetic arm barbie in there in the corner to just, like check just, off a you box just like to laugh at people with disabilities well, no don't say that i'm just saying like she obviously the director just checked off a box like okay prosthetic arm barbie now we're now we're diverse i think it'd be it'd be one thing if they were just like like this isn't the land of misfit toys this is barbie land like everybody's beautiful oh my god everybody's beautiful and barbie was the first toy to come out that was kind of sexy for lack of a better word like people super i mean like the skipper barbie like you raise her arm and her boobs grow yeah can we get back to that barbie that's an appropriate barb i'm kidding that was really barbie was the first toy that was like at least that was mainstream that was they said that in the beginning of the movie they they did the the joke on the space odyssey opening of like barbie and it was like everybody had baby dolls and barbie and so when they first saw barbie and she's in a swimsuit they're like what is this horror that's like approaching my child like this This is disrespectful yeah and then eventually they realized like no like this is actually good for kids to like grow up like for girls to grow up and pretend to be like you can be an astronaut astronaut. (laughs) you can be a doctor you can be a lawyer you can have your own dream house you can have your own car like that's revolutionary and on top top of that while yes barbie started off as this like perfect image of a woman what the perfect idea of a woman is has changed and evolved over time and where we're at now in our culture is a place where we're realizing that there is no such thing as a perfect woman her name is barbie (laughs) 
Barbara Roberts. No, because that is... Actually, Margot Robbie probably checks that box. Margot Robbie is the only person who checks that box. And so there, the point is there is no such thing as the perfect woman. There's no such thing as a perfect Barbie. There's no such thing as a perfect anything. Well, there's a perfect anything. Barbie. Barbie is not perfect. That's a, well, Barbie is perfect, but what Barbie represents is an unattainable version of perfection. So that's why... But why can't that just be okay for a toy? To explain this, maybe hopefully better, I guess, because I'm trying to do the best that yeah. I can here. No, no, no. I, I, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that... Barbie is she's she's two sides of the same coin right on the one side of the coin you have this perfect unattainable thing that's like she's an image she's an idea she's supposed to reach beyond and be timeless right at the same time little girls are looking at Barbie and dreaming of being her when you are a little girl you look at Barbie and you go I want to be her when I grow up so when you think about that if you have the only version of Barbie that you have is a super skinny blonde haired blue eyed girl or Midge <laughs> or Midge if the only or image, Alan or Alan Michael the, who is it Michael Sarah? yeah he's so funny he was honestly the best one of the best parts of the movie him and Kate McKinnon like stole that show they were so good but the point is I'm having this really yeah. emotional speech here here's your America Ferrera moment yeah this is my America Ferrera moment which when I don't have, disagree with. I agree with yeah. everything you're saying. Well, let me finish it then. Okay, go ahead. When you have the Barbie who little girls are looking up to and wanting to be, you should also, you can't have every little girl growing up wanting to be blue, blue-eyed, blue, blonde-haired Barbie. That just doesn't make sense. And if you're, especially if the message is that Barbie can be anything, then you have True. to show that Barbie is everything. She's True. everyone. And so you have to create different Barbies that represent different people to show that no matter what you look like, no matter what your weight is, no matter what color your hair is, no matter what color your skin is, no matter what color your eyes are, no matter whether you're tall or short or disabled or a well able-bodied, like True. you are capable of anything because True. Barbie is capable of anything. True. And that's why the Barbie world and the real world are so linked in the movie. And that's why it's so linked in real life because life imitates art. And if you tell a little girl who's black or Hispanic or white or whoever, like, Hey, regardless of your skin color, you can grow up and reach the stars quite literally. They're going to grow up believing that they can do that because they saw their doll do it and they were able to pretend and dream that they could do it first. You have to make that dream feel real before you can make it a reality. Honestly, I, I would I would say, and I will give it this, it was one of the better movies I've seen in the theater in the last couple of years, like post-COVID. Like I feel like we're finally out of it and really good movies are all coming out at the same time now. Mm-hmm. We're just being fed. And... Uh, Someone asked the director, Greta, they asked, like, are you thinking about a sequel? And she's like, I'm not even thinking about it right now. But apparently, I don't know if it was producers or the studio or whatever, that there are already, like, there's been talks of, like, more sequels. Which I think, like, you could take, Barbie's in the real world. I guess you could take it in a million different directions. But, like, Barbie and Ken left Barbie world. They had to say Barbie world. And then Ken's going to discover himself. Barbie goes to the real world to discover herself. Like, what else do you do? Yeah, do, what else I do you guess. do? That would be my only concern is that yeah. it would be too cash grabby because it's like mm. you've told the story. Yeah. So like you know where, I mean? where do like, you like Barbie's discovered feelings, Ken is discovering himself. Yeah. The Kendom is gone, Barbie Lane is restored. Yeah. Where else do you go with these characters? Which I would love to see more of them. It's just like what other story you told is there. the story of Barbie. Yeah. Right? I don't know. But I would say, hey, there's a sequel comes out. I'll buy tickets. I'll wear my I Am Knuff sweatshirt. As you should. As you should. We survived Barbenheimer. We survived we Barbenheimer. Except we kind of like didn't though because like we're kinda, we, only, we only saw half we of the only movie. Saw Barbie. <laughs> we did watch the We saw the, the more trailer. important one. Yeah. 
don't say that. You're gonna you're gonna hurt people's feelings here. Um, I who who would who would like actually though who would prefer to see Oppenheimer over Barbie? Like that's why you go see Barbie and then you see Oppenheimer, right? Or is it the other way around? You see Oppenheimer first and then you see Barbie. Okay, but Barbie's I, the palate cleanser. I would that that could be it. After three hours of like watching things blow up, yeah, literally. Um, I would say though I would have been probably more upset to start recording today not having seen Barbie than seeing Oppenheimer. And we'll see Oppenheimer, but yeah, we'll see it. I just like I know I to need Barbie, to go think, see yeah. it on the big screen because yeah, that's how it's meant to be, like viewed. Yeah. But like three hours, I, like I've heard that it doesn't feel like three hours, but my body will feel like. I've three heard hours. that it's really, really, really well done, but that it's, I don't want to say boring. It's it's just long. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, three hours I've is heard long. That's about like it Titanic. Is that it Titanic doesn't was like three hours. God, really? I don't yeah. remember. I've only seen Titanic once and I, I did not too. enjoy it. It's traumatic. I, for I watched, us, it was very While traumatic. I watched Titanic for, for the died. first time, I was dating my first boyfriend and he was having an argument with me and we were literally arguing while watching Titanic. Kim, and I was people like, that are dying. Kim, I was like, can I watch dying. the fucking movie, please? <laughs> oh my God, that's traumatic for you. Not the people that died. I like just don't watch. Titanic just has a bad taste in my mouth from that experience, which is not fair. And you saw Mansion, didn't you? I did see Haunted I haven't seen that yet. I'm really excited it for it. It was good. Don't. Don't. It was fun. Not my girl Jamie Lee, who I have hanging on my wall over there. My, I know, she was my a queen. Laurie Strode she did autograph. Great. She looked beautiful. Okay. She was fantastic. She did a great job. And in general, the movie was really good. It's just there was a few times they had a few too many product placements, and that kind oh, of like killed the see. vibe a little bit. So it was like Disney, like, why are you doing this to me right now? Like he would be like telling this like emotional, like emotional, like one of the characters is this like monologue, deep emotional monologue, and then he throws in some random line about Skittles or something, and I'm like, what is happening? Oh, right like now. the Truman Show. Or he'll show? be like, he'll be like, he'll be like, like I'm making, I'm like, I'm like making this up. People like, and then, in our darkest moments, after we'd go to Burger King, and it's like, oh why are we saying God. that? Like, that leave the total. Burger King line out. <laughs> leave the Burger King alone. He has yeah. nothing to do with this. Yeah. That reminds me so much of the Truman Show. You've seen the Truman Show. Yeah. Okay. With I was Jim Carrey. Yeah, I was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Um, I was going to be afraid that you're going to be like, oh, what's that? Of when he's having his mental breakdown and his wife is like, try this Moco Coco. It's the best cocoa I've ever seen. He's like, who the hell are you talking to? Like, that's 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 what it sounds like to me. Was it that yeah. obvious? It was super obvious. There was so many product placements. That's the only downside to it. But other than that, it was really fun, really enjoyable. The storyline was really great. Owen Wilson was hilarious. Love Owen Wilson. Love an o- Owen Wilson moment uh, moment yeah uh and also like there were so many like callbacks to the actual ride that that was really That's fun one like of my all the rides. easter eggs yeah it was great so like seeing all the different like cool moments in there yeah was really fantastic well we did it we survived by survived survived i feel like after that we have like nothing left to give I know, let it. We it's, put it's, it all out on the table. We're finished. We got it all out for Barbie, but we have a we have a show to put on. We do. We, we have, do. The show must go on, and we will we will continue on. We have to talk about Doja Cat because that's like Ugh. a whole mess. Doja Cat, that that woman. I I I keep seeing this like everybody on Twitter is teasing her of like she has run out of her nine lives. I fear, like she is just all of a sudden she made this change in her in her personality. It seems like in her aesthetic, the way that she looks, the way that she dresses, and then all those rumors about her and the Illuminati came out. She's mm-hmm. changed her sound. She's really it's like Demi Lovato like gone from like a one eighty of like really likable. Everybody likes you. You're trending, and then all of a sudden she's like covered just- in blood, shaved head creepy Illuminati references like What's destroying here, your girl? public image not acting right people are turning against you and now what did she do 
she started a war with her own fans on the internet. Shuli said, girl, I don't give a fuck about y'all. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. No. And people are don't mad about it. it. People are it. so mad about it. And, and as they should be, like, and I'll pull up all the receipts I have. So she has lost hundreds of thousands of followers after this. Mm-hmm. She has deactivated her Threads account. Some of her top fan pages on Twitter have deactivated their accounts. Damn. Like, I'm I'm sorry, that, but this this girl right here, she has been continuously in so many, like, social media things. And she makes people mad all the time with what she says and what she does. That it's hard to... I, I feel like... You know, you're a singer and you're, you're a rapper. You put out this one album and like it was explosive. Um, I just can't get over these Oppenheimer little <laughs> this explosive. Um, Are you going to wink again? Um, <laughs> just going to keep winking the camera. She put out this album and it was crazy famous for TikTok on TikTok because it's say so, right? And everybody yeah. loved her. She was doing all these festivals and like she was the top new singer. Like she was the top new hip hop artist. And then she keeps doing things to make people mad and she keeps saying controversial things. I know. And she's like... She's ruining herself. She's ruining her career. Like, how do you put out another album and expect people to support you when you are telling people to their faces on or through a digital format that you really don't care about them? No, you don't love them. You don't know them. Yeah. Which they is like get jobs. I mean, is what she said, should we get into it? Like the parasocial relationship? The I get it. You don't really know us, but at least act like you care. At least act like you care when like you're only famous because people care about you. So here's what she said to kick this all off. This was on her Threads account before she deleted it. And I said this too. Who are we talking about? Miranda Lambert. Yeah. Quickest way to make an enemy out of me or I'm assuming anyone else who is in any sort of fan base for any singer, actor, whoever else is to be Ken's plastic male parts. If they were there, <laughs> act like that and see what happens. You lose hundreds of thousands of followers. You, you become Doge Cat. So here's what she said. My fans don't name themselves shit. If you call yourself a kitten or fucking kittens, that means you need to get off your phone and get a job and help your parents with the house. Unprovoked. Yeah, you should be honored. Like if like that you have a fandom to that, that they actually give a, wants to do that. Like that means that they literally care about you so much that they want to be associated with you in some way. And then one of her fan pages responded, "I want to hear you say I do love you guys." As usual, you say to your fans, like as as most people would. And her response. I don't though, because I don't even know y'all. That's her response. All right. Someone else someone else joins the chat. And we don't know you, but we have supported you through thick and thin. Mind you, you'd be nothing without us. You'd be working at a grocery store making songs on fucking garbage band Miss High School Dropout. Ooh. Sheesh. And here's Doja, here's Doja's response. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Nobody forced you. I don't know why you're talking to me like you're my mother, bitch. You sound like a crazy person. Dojo, what are you on? <laughs> These are your people. These are the people that love and support you and buy your music. That's the reason why you have money. Like if people wanted to boycott you, they could and they can and they will. So here's Doja's Threads account that she deactivated not long after. And then these three fan pages deactivated. And they have, they have thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of followers. Doja HQ, The Kitten's Room, Doja Cat News, and then actual Doja Cat. You won't like me in person. Yeah, I can imagine. That's what, oh, was that her not. bio? Yeah. Does she just want us to hate her? Like, she's making it easy. She is. She's just like... It gets worse. Self-sabotaging. It gets worse. Not only is she turning on her own fans and they're like, well, fine, we're out then. Like, she's destroying her own fandom. The people that will buy her music from her next album that she claims is coming soon. Yeah. Like, I don't know you're not gonna, you expect to listen to it. Who's going to buy it? She's also reportedly blocking people on social media 
who come forward with her to accuse her boyfriend, her current boyfriend, of allegedly abusive behavior. So her boyfriend, his name is Jay Cyrus. It appears that he's like a Twitch streamer of some sort. Yeah, he's a, he's a streamer on Twitch. And these girls on Twitter and threads are coming forward saying that he's manipulative, that they would DM with him, that he was allegedly abusive. He's a master manipulator. He's a, a quote, abuser. Uh, he sexually manipulated and lied to his mods and other viewers. They don't give any examples. I, I don't know if this is like another like Wednesday Percy Hines White situation where all these people come out of the woodwork and they're like, this person's an abuser. And then it ruins their career. And I don't know if it was like a troll moment or it's like, you know, it's real. Yeah. I'm somewhat inclined to believe this one just because this one girl came out with it first and I'll read you her tweets. And then these other people started hopping on like, hey, I had the same experience. So I don't know if this is real. It could be another Percy Hines White troll moment where these people want clout and Doja's on her way down. So they're going to hop on it to catch mm-hmm. a headline or something. But here is, if you want to read them and slide right, sure. here's the first person that spoke out about it that was allegedly blocked. So, sorry, Doja Cat, for letting you know your man had abused and taken advantage of so many women. And let's not say how he was in mine and other minors at the time DMs. Oh, minors. But thank you for listening, Heart. It's not like I was also a huge fan of yours. And then she screenshotted the Doja Cat blocked you screenshot and said, LMAO, coward for real. Uh, Trigger warning info. I called out Doja for dating a man who has hurt so many of my friends and myself. Here's just surface level of what he's done. And then somebody said, well, being an active partnered streamer on Twitch, he sexually manipulated and lied to his mods and other viewers. When confronted and called out, he quit streaming and blocked his victims. Um, and there's pictures of them together. Which I didn't even know she had a boyfriend. But I didn't either. But now this man is getting blasted. Uh, Jay Starris is a master manipulator, abuser, and liar. He has never apologized or taken responsibility for his actions. And then somebody said, wait, what did he do? And then... It was that person that explained, was, they said like, the same thing. he's a manipulator, abuser... Uh, since a lot more people are seeing this and asking for proof, I was subbed on Twitch for two years. We played games off stream. I DM'd with him. We met IRL. I was being made a fool. I saw firsthand people I know go through much worse because of him. It is true. And it happened to real people. And when people ask how we know it's true and I'm like, I lived it. No, literally. But you can't just like say that. See, that's that's the where problem I'm... is like, yeah, in this day and yeah. age when like we're in like the burden of proof falls on you when you make an accusation like that and I'm not saying it didn't happen but it's hard to gain traction and like make people believe you if you don't have enough evidence to prove or if you're just saying I lived it I know what he did or he he manipulated me well people are generally manipulative and just because somebody if you're a fan of somebody and they manipulate you at Colleen Ballinger yeah like in the age of you know post Colleen Ballinger with, you know, minors and alleged abuse and manipulation, exploitation. It's, you're going to need more than to just be like, he's a master manipulator. He was in my DMS when I was a minor. You know what I mean? Like, like if he is a master manipulator, I, I I don't consider that a be like a legal abuse unless it gets to a point where it's inappropriate or it's against the law. So if you were subbed on Twitch, it's still morally wrong. Of course, like it's not illegal. Of course, I don't know. I think that like it's 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 not like this is a Jonah Hill situation where like they're coming out with text messages and screenshots and stuff like that. Where it's like this are examples or Colleen. Like you have the messages, you have the screenshots of the messages, or like actual people who are coming forward that like have proof. And I I don't mean to say that it like negatively. Like it's just hard to have them be like like do you believe them when they're like oh he's abusive 
Yeah. You're going to need... Like, I I would like to, but I yeah. need to, like, have validation that it's true. Yeah. Or is this just another Percy Hines White thing where Doja Cat's being brought down, so they're like, hey, I'm going to go after her boyfriend as revenge. Maybe Doja Cat blocked her for something, and then she's coming back at it because she's mad Doja blocked her, and is like, well, your boyfriend abused me. Like, mm-hmm. the internet's a, it's, it's a place that is... A lot yeah, of it's, it's unregulated. One thing, like, so if you I came to me as, yeah. as a friend and was like, so-and-so abused me, I would believe you because you're my friend and I trust yeah. your word and your opinion. Yeah. I don't know you if you're I would probably internet. ask you for screenshots. <laughs> 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 I just, I, I, I think, especially with the situation right now, especially after Colleen Ballinger and what's going on with Doja, I... I would like to see more. I would like to hear more from you. I'm open. Yeah. I, I would like to hear more from you, but I'm 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 not claiming those to be real or not. Um I just think that this we is stealing rumors. We do. Uh I think this is like a PR nightmare for Doja Cat, especially for her label who's gonna be pouring money into promoting her next album. Who are you promoting it to? Yeah, literally. Who are you selling concert tickets to? Yeah, and that's the thing, is like it's not like you're a football player or a um like a, I feel like it's one thing if you're like famous for being in sports or famous for being on reality TV where like it's not necessary for people to like you mm-hmm. in order for mm-hmm. you to still be famous. Mm-hmm. But when you're creating art, you're creating content, you're creating something that's designed for people to consume where you're supposed to be likable. Mm-hmm. And then you do things that actively work against that. It's kind of a slap in the face to the people who are supposed to be supporting. Well, yeah. Why would you support anybody? Like, and that's the thing. It just is feels like- ungrateful. It does. And like she shot out of fame from TikTok. So those were regular people that made her famous. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear, I didn't know who she was before Say So went yeah. viral on TikTok. Did you? No. I didn't know who she was. Or the whole, I think. The cow. The cow. Yeah. yeah the cow the genius interview, whatever. But that didn't s- propel her into superstardom. So when you bite the hand that feeds you, like I said, you you reap the consequences of that. And the consequences are you're losing hundreds of thousands of followers. Your fans are, are packing their bags and leaving. And you're going to announce this album, probably a tour. Um, and good luck yeah good luck i'm i honestly was i i never really didn't like her music i'm just neutral right like i i didn't listen to her did you ever really listen to doja cat i listened to a few songs like she's got some good songs she's got some songs that are kind of mid but like after this i would almost say that i don't like you i'm not gonna listen to your music i would never buy a concert ticket to support you because of your behavior yeah no absolutely like i'm not gonna give you my money i don't know you yeah i don't know you and you don't want to know me so bye Moving on. Anybody who listens or watches the show knows that like half of our show is pop culture. The other half is conspiracy theories. Yeah, we love Since we were kids. And we have talked about aliens and the end of the world and the new world order and the Illuminati and all this crap over and over and over again. Like it's it's something that we never get tired of talking about. For sure. And do you remember it was a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. Time is relevant. Um time stops it's it stands still here um when that guy came out david grush grush and he came out and did that big interview that he was a whistleblower he used to work in member in the government and he had evidence of aliens yeah and kind of nobody believed him they got him on the stand yeah they put him on a hearing he had a hearing in washington dc we watched it so you don't have to we're going to recap the biggest takeaways from the hearing, which I've seen a lot of clips on TikTok. And before you get into the article, I think it's from NBC News that I pulled up. I want to show you some clips that I found on TikTok of the actual, of his actual testimony, of the actual hearing. It's him confirming like aliens exist. Like We're we in have, contact with them. We have their bodies. We have their ships. Like there's a huge recovery program he had talked about of UFOs that the government's hiding. And it's not that shocking anymore. Like, which is what's interesting to me is... Why is the government all of a sudden being so open about it? 
after decades of wanting to hide it, well, Roswell and all that stuff. I think the tensions are probably... Because he said that if there is a war between the humans and the aliens, we stand no chance. Project Bluebeam. It's holograms. I We've talked about Project aliens. Bluebeam. You don't believe in actual I don't. aliens. No, I don't. I believe in aliens. I don't. And so for me... For me, it's I religious, think though. Probably, for you, it's not. Yeah. I think that there's... Because I'm not religious. Yeah. I think that there's there's 100% aliens out there. I think it's foolish to think otherwise. No offense. That's okay. But yeah. I genuinely think that if they are becoming open about it, I think it's either because it's a threat. A, there's a threat in place where the aliens are like... They have well, there's a threat technology. of some kind where yeah. either like the aliens are like, hey, we want to show up and we have ill intent mm. or the aliens like, hey, we want to show up and we have good intent, mm -hmm. but are humans going to accept us? I just think like the desensitization to it over the last decade of having it in video games or references in cartoons or our entertainment or government hearings like this declassified documents that have come out that we've talked about on the podcast for years. Um, it's just interesting to me that it's so desensitized, which something means something's coming. It means that it's... They're going to announce it. I, from the point of my standpoint, is I believe it is a way for them, and we've talked about this, to usher in the new world order of like, mm -hmm. there's aliens, they're here, they don't want to, they, they're coming without peace, they want to cause harm, we all need to unite into this one world government, and that's how they get us in the cashless society, mark of the beast. I believe, personally, from my own beliefs, I believe that, I believe that aliens are demons, and I believe that when something called the rapture happens... They're, the government's not going to want to throw up their hands and be like, well, I guess the Bible was right and we were wrong. That was a rapture. They're going to want to be like, what well, was an alien invasion? All those people were abducted. And then they're going to have the aliens come here and they're going to have all the answers or alternate explanations for the universe to drive people away from religion. That's my I religious. Yours is more like scientific. I disagree because here's the thing. There's so many politicians that are religious and that use the Bible wrongly so to justify the policies they put in place. And if they had the opportunity to go look at this, the rapture is real and I can prove it because it actually happened, I think they would take that opportunity to do so. Well, I think that there will. Like it, it, it's, but see, the, the thing that interests me about this hearing is that there's something in the end of the Bible. And we don't talk about politics or religion at all, but because it, it, it goes in this conspiracy, I, I think mm -hmm. it's fun to debate this. In the end of the Bible and Revelations, you know this, there's, yeah. there will be something called the Great Deception. Mm -hmm. You've heard about the Great Deception. Yes. How do you, it says in the, and I believe, and you don't believe this anymore, but when, and in the Bible, like when the rapture happens, when there's a second coming of Christ, which was the original theory of Project Bluebeam, is the government will fake the second coming of Christ with holograms to get people into this new religion or whatever. And now it's kind of morphed into, it'll probably be a fake coming of aliens to, to control the world into, into scaring everybody into control, which even if there are not aliens I could and, and take the religion out of it, I could see that being a, a totally plausible theory because um, we're controlled by fear. But in the Bible, it says that even after the rapture, the second coming of Christ or whatever, that people will still not believe it or they will still be deceived. And so what if this is like the beginning of the great deception of like, it's not God, it's not heaven, it's aliens. And that's their alternate because you have to think of like a catastrophic alternate explanation. Take yourself out of it not being a believer. And I'll take myself out of it from hearing it from your more scientific standpoint of like it'd be dumb of us not to believe in aliens because mm -hmm. the universe is so big. If when the rapture happens, I, which I believe it will, how would they explain it away? What kind of cataclysmic event would they explain for millions upon millions of people vanishing? I think it would be an alien. It'd, it'd be Thanos. easy to be like Thanos. <laughs> the great snap. I think it'd be an alien um, abduction would be a plausible explanation that I think in this time and age, because people are so anti-religious, would be a plausible explanation for a lot of I people like you. genuinely 
I feel like it would become I think they would try to explain it at first I'm not really sure how and then I think that it would become something that in a lot of places would be forbidden to talk about Mm. I think it would be something that people would just be like if it genuinely did happen which I don't believe it will I think they would just be like oh you're not allowed to talk about that like if I hear Mm. you mentioning it writing about it documenting it or they'll like, give that alternate explanation of it's an alien invasion if you talk about it any if you if you try and you know share any other narratives except for that then it'd be forbidden yeah if it's if it's or if it's truly an event where it's like we're trying to like shut it down and ha- explain it in a way that makes sense and we can't then if we're going off the theory of like the people are evil then yeah. yeah i think they would just try to shut it down and not let people talk about it at all so here's some clips of the actual hearing. This is what there were three whistleblowers. David Grush, Grush, I still don't know what your last name is. The guy that came out and did that big interview months ago that we talked about. He was one of the guys that testified. Two other retired military personnel also testified. Here's some of the clips. Do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Uh, absolutely, based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. And, and, and where? I know the exact locations, and and those locations were provided to the inspector general. Has any of the activity um, been aggressive, been um, hostile in your reports? Uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured. And uh, the activity... By by UAPs or by by people within the the federal government? Both. Hmm. If you were me, where would you look? Titles, programs, departments. I'd be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically. And I would say, and I've told people that you, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels. But if you know where to look and who to talk to, which is exactly what Mr. Grush can point you. Grush. Then there we you, go. Then you have them. Interesting. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I, I believe in aliens. Like, there's no way they're not real. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. That's scary. Like, what are they yeah. hiding in Area 51? I know. They got literally. bodies. Yeah. Bodies on bodies on bodies. So those, I've only watched a few of the clips. I actually watched, well, I, I watched the clips and I watched a lot of the hearing. It's hours long, but I watched a good portion of it. I'm assuming you didn't. I was at work. <laughs> I didn't have time, but it devastated me that I couldn't watch it. So I pulled up this article for you. Thank you. So here's like the five main takeaways. So the government is... from is, NBC News? Yes. Yeah. The government is absolutely in possession of UAPs. Unidentified uh, aerial he's phenomenon. absolutely certain that the federal government is in possession of UAP, setting interviews he conducted with 40 witnesses over a four-year period. Um, the former U.S. intelligence official said he led Defense Department efforts to analyze reported UAP sightings and was a form of a multi-decade Pentagon program that endeavored to collect and reconstruct crashed UAPs. Um, non-human biologics were found at a crash site, so they have the bodies of non-human beings. So they're like aliens. Yeah. They're just like whatever. extraterrestrial beings. Yeah. He said he prefers to use the term non-human rather than alien or extraterrestrial. Maybe because they're hostile. Or just because maybe it's disrespectful or something. I don't know. Maybe because they're not really aliens. Think about that. They're non-human though. He swore under oath that they're not human. But he doesn't want to call them aliens. So what are they? 
If they're if he doesn't like to call them aliens, he just wants to call them non-human. Well, they're what alien they? to our planet, but maybe Demi Lovato was right, and there's a stigma around that word. Oh my God, Demi Lovato! <laughs> Don't bring Demi Lovato. You saw Demi Lovato. <laughs> I saw her. I saw her live in person, like 30 <laughs> feet away from me, and I was shocked. And it was just. I was were like, "What's Boy going concert? on?" Yeah, I was at the Fall Out Boy concert, and then Demi Lovato comes stage, and I was like, "What is happening right now?" And you call, you Facetime me, and I missed the call. <laughs> and you didn't answer. I was so pissed. I'm like, you always get mad at me for not answering you, and the one time I actually need you to answer. When Demi me. Lovato surprised the crowd in LA. And I didn't I'm answer. Just throwing my phone on the stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit her in the eye like BB Rexa. Oh my god! I, but my thing again with this is, I think the government tells you things without telling you things. Like it's intentional. Like not calling it an alien. Why would you not call it an alien? Well, because I don't like to call it an alien. It's non-human. Well, what's non-human? People in my sector of the internet that believe that these are fallen angels or they're not really demons believe that there may be like the Nephilim, which were like the offspring Why of are humans. Why are they spacecraft then? Because what, okay, you're going to just have like a demon in its dark, creepy Death Eater robe come here and deceive people? No, that's not, that's not charming. It's not encapsulating. It's not deceiving. It's not cool. It has to be something that's, that's attractive, that grips people's attention, that grips into their conspiracy theory. Like that's, it's, 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 it has to be attractive. I don't think a Death Eater is attractive. Maybe you do. <laughs> okay. Um, officials must establish a safe and transparent reporting process. Some lawmakers and witnesses pu- pushed the federal government to establish clear channels to communicate UAP information with both the public and the military and said the military should establish a comprehensive reporting process for unidentified object sightings. Uh, Ryan Graves, a former Navy pilot, told the panel that military pilots do not feel adequately briefed on UAPs, which said leaves them unprepared to respond to UAP encounters. So that actually means that these are common enough events that if people are complaining that they're not prepared to handle it, that's really Scary. interesting. Well, I think the guy also said on the stand that only 5% of UFO or UAP phenomenon gets reported. So 95% of, of people in the military or whoever else that like are actually trusted people that experience anything like that, it doesn't go reported. Hmm. That's interesting. I think is what part of the testimony was. Stigma associated with sightings silences possible witnesses, as you were just saying. <laughs> Demi Lovato was right. Grace Not about told the, the panel that stigma silences pilots who fear professional repercussions, which she said is compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitness testimony. So yeah, by basically saying, oh, we don't believe in aliens, we don't think aliens are real, like it doesn't make any sense, why would they even be here, blah, 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 when people actually do come into contact with them, they're less likely to say something about it because they don't want to lose stigma. their job. Oh, yeah. or they don't want to seem crazy and get fired. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or be shut down. Yeah. Because it was, it would be professional suicide to do that. Because if you're saying that when the government doesn't believe you and you're supposed to be a trusted government official, employee, protector, defender, whatever. That's why it goes unreported. They, yeah, because if you say it's anything, easier, they're going to yeah. question your ability to actually make sound decisions. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then finally, UFO spotted accelerating to supersonic speeds. What was uh, that? David Fravor... A former Navy commander said he and three fellow military pilots spotted a white tic-tac-shaped object in 2004 hovering below their jets and just above the Pacific Ocean. As he descended to inspect the sighting, he claimed the unintended, unidentified aircraft, which he said bore no visible rotors, wings, or exhaust, began to ascend and approach his fighter jet. 
He claimed that the UAP then vanished only to reappear a few seconds later, but this time it was spotted 60 miles away. He told the committee that the technology he and his team encountered defies logical explanation. The technology that we face is far superior to anything we had, and there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. I mean, yeah, if there aliens have advanced enough technology to get here, and without we can't, us knowing a yeah, lot of the time, all the time. Number one, number two, just to get here in general, we can't do that. No, I think they said on the stand. One of them said that their technology they estimate if they're real is at least fifty thousand years ahead of us. <laughs> What if like, we're fucked? Well, yeah, we're so screwed. What if they're not from space? Though? What if they're like coming from the water? Because like a lot of like Atlanta alien invasion, a lot of like alien alien invasion, alien UFO sightings are over water. Like, have you noticed that? Well, I mean, the world is mostly water. And so, if like, what if they're to, in the water? Well, no, it would. Well, I mean, it's. I don't disagree. They're already that. It would here. Be interesting. That would be they're fascinating. We don't know. We haven't explored the ocean very much. We haven't, which is scary. But Maybe also, if NASA you're going to land a, on water. a foreign planet and you don't know if they're going to be friendly or not, and you also know that they have a military system that tracks over the, each country to identify when people are coming in through the airspace, why would you land over a country? That's true. That is also true. But then you're also assuming they're like, well, they have to be intelligent beings if they're real yeah, because they have because to they have, have the technology. technology to do that. But see, that's always... We've talked about like that's always the question of like why did NASA switch from the waters to space? Oh, because they just all the water's the same. They know what's down there, you know. Yeah. There's nothing down mm. there. And then and then we we allegedly I like to say we allegedly landed on the moon. Is that why everybody wants to get to space and Elon Musk wants to colonize Mars because they already know it's in the water and they want to get out? They want to get the fuck out of here. What do you think? Give me your because oh, that you terrifies theories. me. That theory does scare the fuck yeah. out of me. To be honest, I've told you all my theories. I want to hear what you really believe all this means. I truly believe that a mainstream alien interaction is close. I truly do. There's the rapture. <laughs> it's. I don't think do that, think it's, that the it's, like the I think eyes, green, it's going to be like the big eyes, green, green no, bodies. No, I think that. I mean, I have no idea what to expect. I'm not going to like say that I know what an alien looks like or what I would anticipate it looking like because I genuinely don't know. Like I don't know what their climate is. I don't know what they're evolutionarily designed to handle. I don't know if they're gonna be able to breathe oxygen or if they breathe something else, if they breathe at all. Like I don't know. There's like the world the universe is so vast that literally anything is possible. And if they're fifty thousand years advanced into the future, then what they could have looked like in our stage of development is probably mm. very different than what mm. they look like now. Interesting. So it I think it would be in our best interest to befriend them at least on a like at least they don't have to be like buddy buddy like we're besties and gonna share all our secrets together (laughs) but i think it would be beneficial to both parties more so (laughs) beneficial for us yeah not only for our safety but also for the sake of like our future our future (laughs) if we can learn from them and say hey like these are what the issues that we have these are what we're experiencing answers to our diseases they can have answers to our diseases they can have answer or technology that could help us find answers to our diseases they could help us deal with world hunger social issues war like all that kind of stuff because if these are things that they've already experienced and dealt with they might be able to impart some wisdom on how to deal with it ourselves you know what i mean and so i think that it truly I would love to meet an alien. Like if an alien well, wants really to show up to talk at my about house, it and, like theorize and like dream about it. If a friendly alien wants to show up alien. at my house and like just sit down over a cup of coffee, I'll introduce you to what coffee is. If you don't know, <laughs> I'll make you a good cup. I'm pretty good at it. I was a barista for two years. Like I'll make you a nice cup of something. We can sit down and watch chat Barbie about the movies. world. We can watch Barbie together. And I can be like, this is what my world is like. And that is a promise, not a threat. That is a promise. There's no threatening words behind that. I would genuinely loved I, I actually just read this book it's called a psalm for the wild Bill. you read i do 
I have. A, I'm reading a book right now. Oh, called, you do read. Yeah. I guess I just know you still read. Like you know. I'm trying I to get back into it. No, I'm trying to get back into it, and I'm actually having a really good time. I read this book. Nerd. I finished it recently. It's called A Psalm for the Wild Bill, and it takes place on like a moon in like a, another part of the world of, of space or whatever. Um, and they live on this continent called Panga. Long story short, humans and robot basically robots came to life and gained consciousness. Humans have not interacted with robots in like 200 years because the robots gained their rights and gained their freedoms, then like dispersed into the wilderness. Sounds like Star Wars. It's really cool. And the book takes place where a human and a monk and a robot kind of meet for the first time in 200 years. And it's about their journey that they take together and how they're like sharing their experiences with each other, like their cultural differences, their cultural similarities, like all this different stuff. And it's really quite interesting and really wholesome. It's a really, really good It's book. like you and me each week. Yeah. <laughs> the robot and the monk. No, you're the monk. You're saying I'm, I'm a robot because I have no heart? Yeah. Well, actually, I, well, I'm not a monk though. You're a little more religious than I am, so you can I'm really go either. I'm fully way. more religious than you are. Just a just a just a touch, <laughs> just, just, a just a pinch. <laughs> no, but you know what's even more shocking to me? I will say Earth Earthwise than aliens because they're in their own category, right? Mm-hmm. We have home wrecking Ariana Grande running around playing Glinda the Good Witch. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what in what <sighs> world? Into this again. In what world is Glinda the Good Witch a home wrecker? this Apparently one this one this one no i thought so i kind of saw this uh i had a lot of th- i had i didn't have a lot to say about it last week but i had a lot to say at the same time and so did you um i don't know we talked about ethan the slater whole situation. ethan slater spongebob guy and her getting her doll her getting and a I divorce guess from i saw an article that was saying that ethan his wife is apparently like devastated oh, fully. feels like he like abandoned their family Oh, like yeah. it's all fucked up. Oh, it's, it's bad. Which so, like I don't blame her. Like I no. feel the same way if I was her. Like And we love real. Ariana Grande. Like I've yeah. seen her multiple times in concert. Great music. I'm just saying I'll call a spade a spade. If you're a cheater, you're a cheater. Like it doesn't make you a good person. And, and I guess Ariana had like hung out with them while they were married. Yes. Did you Okay, so quick 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 recap. Okay. So quick recap. <laughs> this article came out from TMZ that Ariana Grande and her current husband Dalton Gomez cuz they're still married. Mm-hmm. And and this guy that we'll talk about, Ethan Slater, is also still married. Uh, that Ariana and her husband of two years were headed for divorce because she's been filming Wicked in London for months. They've been separated. They've grown apart, blah, blah, blah. They tried to make it work. It, quote, failed. And then while working on Wicked, she got really close with one of her co-stars named Ethan Slater, who had portrayed SpongeBob on Broadway. Um, we always that'd be at the top like, of my resume. Thing, just because, honestly, like, like, it's like, fine. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. And I didn't even know there was a SpongeBob musical until this came I out. I didn't either. <laughs> what a great idea, though. Um, and I love, I saw on social media this week, the wife of the guy that actually voices SpongeBob, like, got confused and, like, felt the need to comment and be like, by the way, Ariana Grande is not with my husband, the voice of SpongeBob. Like, <laughs> we're, we're celebrating our anniversary next week. And I was like, Sweet. It's not about you. So funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so uh, reportedly, they got really close on set and they left their spouses for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, now turns out Ariana is not divorced, and this Ethan Slater guy. The big news of this week is he just finally filed for divorce from his wife. Wow. And as recently as Mother's Day, he had posted a tribute to his wife that she was such a great wife, such a great mother. They have a one-year-old child together. They've I think they've been together ten years and they've been married for. Wow. And she is But now, like it's Ariana Grande. What are you going to do? You just, that's where like. As a, as a, as a fellow <sighs> Ken, 
Um, I understand. That's where you just give him the hall pass and move on. No, this this lady, this lady is not doing it. This lady is not having her. her she's name not is, having her. She's not letting him have that hall pass. No, which is fine. I'm not saying she has to. No, I mean joke. her name is Lily James, and she is going around to every tabloid that will listen to her to Lily get her James, story for out. Real? What a great name, right? That's a Harry Potter. Or name. wait, sorry, Lily J. Oh, okay. I don't know who Lily James is. Um, so this is from page six, wait, no, right? Wait, it's not. Wait, was Harry Potter's dad named James and his mom named Lily? I thought that yes. was. Okay, yes, that's where I'm right. getting confused. Okay. Look at you. Yeah, Harry Potter and Max. So this is from page six. This is Lily J. She says that her family is, quote, collateral damage as news broke of her estranged husband, Ethan Slater's budding romance with his wicked co-star, Ariana Grande. This is an actual quote that she told page six, allegedly. Uh, Ariana's the story, really. Not a girl's girl. My family's just collateral damage. All Damn. right. So, according to page six, Jay and SpongeBob SquarePants, the Broadway musical star, Ethan Slater, have an 11 month old son. He's not even one years old yet. Oh my God. Not even a year. One years old. One years. One years old. The aliens are going to look at us right now and be like, they're not worth saving. <laughs> um, <laughs> one years old. And she says she's focusing on raising the baby and being, quote, a good mom. The story is her and Dalton, she added, referencing Grande's split from her husband of two years, Dalton Gomez. However, sources tell Page Six that Jay has been, quote, calling every news outlet to get the story out, as she should. I mean, like, this is her time to shine. Yeah, literally. Um, uh, while acting differently towards Slater behind the scenes because she wants to remain co-parents. Uh, quote, she's telling Ethan and others that, the, that she only cares about protecting their child, a, a source shares. She's rightfully upset because her marriage fell apart, but Ariana and Ethan didn't do anything wrong, the insider added. Disagree. I disagree with that. Uh, telling us that Slater had been separated from Jay for two months before romance, romancing Grande. Quote, Ethan is trying to take the high road and hopes he can resolve the situation for the sake of their child. He is doing his best. They just need a late stage abortion. To, he's already born, you monster. <laughs> God, you need to read the Before, Bible. What did I hear somebody say? Somebody online was like, I think that up to like five years, you should be able to like abort your child. And I was like, that is not real. No, <laughs> that cannot not a real be real. Human. I just, I just like the end. Like, like, is this Ethan's PR manager that's at the end? That's like, he's trying to take the high road. He's doing his best to protect his child. Here's the thing. Like, no, I you're feel not. like. Screw all of you. It's such a gamble when it comes to these things, because like on the one hand, Ethan and Ariana could end up being together forever and it could be like yes it sucks how they got together like their relationship maybe like was flawed in the beginning and like the circumstances of how they got together aren't the best but ultimately they were meant for each other and so that's just kind of how it happened or Ethan and Ariana could have like a six month long fling Mm. and then they'll break up and then they're going to be looking at each other going, holy shit. We just broke up our marriages and caused this whole PR crisis to be together when we were still married. Both of them are still married. Yeah. They're dating and they're both still married. Like, That's so, where it's like, if you're going to do that kind of a thing, you've got to really you gotta be really sure be about committed. it. And are the, is this your person? Like, you better stick with it. Yeah. Like, you better Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell this. Like, decades. Because otherwise, this is embarrassing for you that you just didn't keep this quiet until you, knew. you were divorced. And we're divorced. So... Here's a picture of Ariana celebrating. No. Uh, Here's a picture of Ariana celebrating her 30th birthday on June 27th with her married boyfriend, um, Ethan Slater. This is from Pop Faction on Instagram. Uh, During a getaway at an exclusive private members club, Soho Farmhouse, three weeks before their relationship was revealed to the world and before he split with his wife. I wonder if she knew before the headlines came out. Yeah. Uh, Sources claim Ariana Grande hung out with Ethan Ethan Slater's wife and baby while their affair was going on. 
She was like, she was looking at that baby and she was like, I can it's be, be one my of baby. Those. Yeah. I'm gonna be, the, I'm, I'm gonna be I mommy. I can make me one of those. So quote, this is a source. Ariana met their baby and even held him. They had dinners together in London and Ariana told Lily that she wanted to have a baby one day and that she couldn't wait to start a family. Uh, the source noted that Lily believes her husband was quote starstruck by Ariana and that he was bowled over by the glamour of being on a movie set with so many major stars for the very first time. So they all hung out together as couples and they were having wow. an affair the whole time, allegedly. And this is all coming out been now. Been there. And, and <laughs> I'm sure you have. I've actually never been in that situation. I just wanted to say that. But like, I've been shock in similar value. situations. Yeah, just for shock value. Where it's like, like, I mean, I'll be real. Like, my last relationship with like, I was da- I was dating this guy. He was in love with his ex-girlfriend. I was in love with my ex. I left him for my ex. He left. We will. I, he. I broke up with him, so he got so, out of that relationship and then started dating his ex that he so was in love with. So you were the Ariana Grande. I was Ariana Grande, and my boyfriend was Ethan Slater. But we actually are still together, and we love each other, and we have new two cats now, and we live together, and it's like perfect and yeah. fantastic and way better than it was before. And he's still dating his ex girlfriend that he's with now that he talked about while we were dating while we were in a relationship. I asked him. I was like, "Rate me out of ten and he was like, "You're like an eight point five, and I was like rude but okay Mm, and then i asked him to rate his exes and he rated this girl that he's dating now a 10 out of 10 in front of you to my face this is what i don't understand about people that like and then he was like i don't understand how you can cheat on somebody i i I don't really not that hard i i don't get it i but see i I have morals you know here's the thing is when you're being like emotionally neglected by your partner Mm. for months at a time it becomes which i could see for ariana to fathom why someone would cheat because it's like you don't really want to leave them but you're lo- you're trying to fill that void you know what i mean which makes sense for her right, because she and her husband happens. were separated for months while she was filming it appears that ethan's wife was with them in london mm-hmm. at least for a good portion of the time for them to hang out and get to know each other and have their families you know be friends yeah i i don't think it's unreasonable for any man on earth to be like if ariana walked up to you and was like would you like to affair with me like, what are they going to say? No. Yeah. Like, you just put your hand up and wave to that little baby and say, you, you don't remember me anyway. Um, <laughs> Literally. You have, you're not going to remember this. You'll be fine. No. So, I, I don't see that it's unrealistic. I just think it's it's like old school, trashy Hollywood got Like, this is good stuff here. This yeah. is good stuff we're talking about right now. I mean, it's very human. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's unhuman It makes at you all. unlikable, though. It it's, makes it's you unlikable because unlikable. it, I don't know, it just shows that you can't commit to, or something. To but, the like, main... at the same time, you can because you're committing to someone else. But, like, also, you're being bad about how you're committing because you're not being honest with the person that you're originally yeah. with about yeah. what was going on. I think that if you're in the position where you start to gather feelings for someone else while in a relationship, because that is a very normal thing that does happen, you need to be honest with yourself about what's going on you need to be honest with your partner about what's going on and i always say that there's this is something very dishonest it appears it's, very, it's very dishonest. dishonest because i always say there's something called window shopping right where like you go into the mall you're gonna look at what's there but you're not actually gonna buy anything mm-hmm. i feel like you can do the same thing in a relationship everybody where does. like everybody does where yeah. you're gonna be like you're looking around you're like wow look at that person's really hot like if i was single and they were single like i'd probably on. get them yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not to going to choose to be yeah. with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where it becomes wrong is yeah. the act of choice. Well, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull this up r- r- real quick, just at the end of this now, just cause I want to just see how you react to this. The internet has been doing a little digging, mm-hmm. uh, looking at Ariana's past public relationships. Okay. This is a little bit of a trend. This is a little bit of a pattern. She relationship hopper. This is a little bit of a pattern. So this is from TikTok. This is from an account called pop based daily. 
Ariana Grande earned her long history of cheating in relationships. 2013, High Brooks accuses Ariana for cheating on him with Nathan Sykes. Same year 2013, rumors started going around that Mac Miller and his longtime girlfriend Nomi broke up because he cheated on her with Ariana. In 2016, Naya Rivera revealed in her book that Big Sean allegedly cheated on her in 2014 with Ariana when she walked into her house and Ariana was there. In 2018, Mac Miller's ex-girlfriend Nomi revealed on her Tumblr blog Mac cheated on her again with Ariana in 2016. She's got a history. In 2018, mm -hmm. there were rumors Ariana cheated on Mac with Pete Davidson while Pete was in a relationship with Cassie David. In 2020, Cassie said she found out Pete was cheating on her with Ariana through Instagram. Look at that. In Yikes. 2019, TMZ reports that Ariana and Big Sean were getting cozy in the studio together while he's dating Jean Aiko. In 2020, Dalton Gomez's ex-girlfriend posted this on her Instagram story, fueling the rumors that Dalton cheated on her with Ariana. The man that in she married. In July 2023, mm -hmm. it was announced Ariana and Dalton are getting a divorce. Ethan Slater and his wife are separating. And now it's announced Ariana and Ethan are dating all in one week, fueling the rumors they cheated on their spouses. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a pattern. I mean, some people are just like, people, I mean, I was kind of a relationship hopper too when I was in high school. Like, some people are just homeworkers. Some people are just homeworkers. I never, I was never the girl that like, I was never the girl that was like, oh, this guy's in a relationship, so like I'm going to get with him and try to like steal her from him. I've never done that. That's never been a thing well, that I've Ms. done. Well, Miss Ariana. But Miss Ariana. Miss Ariana on the other hand. I just feel like, girl, don't let your don't let your husband stop you from finding your man, but at least make sure that's your man. I love that you always keep saying that. Because it works for me. <laughs> but yeah, make sure that this, this is, is your, your man. man. Yeah. Like now you're done. Like it's one thing if like this is your Serial soulmate cheater. and this like it's one thing if like Dalton was your twin flame and this is your soulmate, if you know you know. But like, like machine if this Kelly is or like Fox, if this is like your karmic soulmates. partner and like you found your, your soulmate now or whatever, like and you're finally together and like this is your like moment to be together, that's one thing. I get it. Like you don't always find yourself under the best of circumstances and sometimes you have tumultuous coming togethers. But at the same time, if you're just like kind of unsure and this is just a fling and you just like yeah. broke up a happy a family marriage with a baby just for like your own self, that's kind of fucked Which, up and selfish. Where are you leaning? Where are you leaning? Because like if this was a first time offense, I'd be like, you know, but this appears like every public relationship she's had, she's allegedly cheated or gotten involved through cheating. I just like for me, it's just hard for me to care. I'm really desensitized. Really? It's I'm really desensitized to cheating, probably because I've been cheated on and cheated so many times. Like I've been cheated on in almost every relationship I've ever been in, and once I find out I get cheated on, I cheat on them. Yeah. So that's where it's like that's just kind of how life is for me in my relationships. So you're like Ariana. I'm just like girl, like you're doing what you're doing. Like I don't. This is. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm also saying that like it's trashy. very human, and I don't really care. This is trashy. This is below us. Well, the consumers of most of entertainment, middle America, is not going to like this. I just feel like it's funny when like people try to act like they're on this like high road of like, oh, it's so wrong, and I would never do anything like that. And then it's like, girl, what were you, you doing make, last you, week with that man? Would you break up a family with a baby? No, I wouldn't. Okay, well there you go. 
I'm not saying that's right. It's fucked up. No, yeah. But he also was an equal participant. Yes, you can't yes. put it all on Ariana. Oh, 100%. I'm just saying like, but well, she's obviously more famous and she'll take more of the heat of this because she has more of the name. Mm-hmm. He will probably be remembered more because of this. Like this is his Pete Davidson moment. Like he's going to be more famous now because he's dating a, a more famous celebrity. Yeah. But she's going to take more of the brunt because I she's the woman Pete and because feel, she's more Pete famous. how Pete feels. He's probably like, damn, I dodged a bullet. Well, like, or she'll <laughs> end up back with Pete or something like, you know, like she'll, you know. Yeah, there's always yeah. that one ex that got or away. Or she'll cheat on this guy with Pete. And I ended up with mine. <laughs> so here we go. We're good to go. Are you? Yeah. Are you? I dated him in high school and then we're well, together We'll now. see. Good luck to Ariana and Ethan. Good luck to Lily J. Good luck to that baby. That Ariana sna- Ariana's the evil stepmother. Snatched your daddy away. <laughs> Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> that baby's going to grow up like watching Wizard of Oz and be like, Damn that Damn Glenn the Good Witch. Damn her. her. I wonder if he'll even be allowed to watch it. No, he'll be like, we... Only at his Wizard dad's of house? Oz, what is that? Only at his dad's house yeah. can he watch it. We don't speak of it. God damn it. Well, on that very humbling note, hope you guys don't all hate me now. But if you do, yeah. like, I'll just be like Doja Cat. Well, hey, I don't, I don't like care. prosthetic Barbie and you're in favor of cheating. <laughs> so we, we both I'm suck. not in favor of cheating. I'm just saying if you're going to cheat, do it right. Uh, you're right. And do you it know what? Hey, right. and you know what? If you're, if you're at least going to have prosthetic Barbie, make the prosthetics gold. You know, at least they, at least, at least they were gold. Oh my God. <laughs> if you'd like to see more of us after all of this, you can find us on Instagram at the Rumor Pod where we paste, po- paste, paste. we Copy post paste. daily updates <laughs> of what's going on in the world. Uh, as far as pop culture goes, you can find us Everything, on yeah. YouTube at TRM. Nope. Or, you fuck. always I always do this. Plugs. I'm so sorry. Okay. Instagram. Instagram, the Rumor Mill Pod, Twitter, TRM updates, TikTok, the Rumor Mill, YouTube, the Rumor Mill. Threads, the rumor mill. We're on threads now? Yeah, I told you this. We're on threads. I forgot about We got to monitor Doja Cat. I'm not even on threads. Not anymore, I guess. And you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch on YouTube or Spotify. We break down the latest entertainment news every week, and we will see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>